This is the UAE Sport Podcast, a podcast that celebrates and explores the fascinating sporting stories, activities and events here in the United Arab Emirates. This is episode 12 of the UAE Esport Podcast. Thank you everyone for liking, rating and subscribing to the podcast. It means an awful lot. As always, we've got a fantastic interview lined up. We've got Bobby Fiala of the Emirates Softball League coming up to talk about all things softball in the Emirates. That, as well as your What's On guide for the weekend, will be coming up after the news. Your news on Tuesday the 22nd of June. The Crown Prince of Dubai and Chairman of Dubai Executive Council ordered the construction of a cycling track extending 16 kilometres alongside Jumeirah Beach. The new track will connect the existing Jumeirah Street cycling track parallel to the Dubai Water Canal with the existing cycling track alongside King Salman bin Abdulaziz Al Saad Street located in Dubai Internet City. Aisha Al Mahari, a member of the Dubai Shooting Club, made history by becoming the first Emirati athlete from People of Determination to qualify for the Tokyo 2020 Paralympic Games. Al Mahari set a new record of 828, six during her participation at the World Cup Shooting Championships in Lima, Peru. The UAE Pro League recently discussed with the CEOs of the clubs the proposed calendar for the UAE PL's competitions in the 2021-2022 season during its fifth periodic meeting, with the UAE PL's partners for its success, as they seek to achieve the targets and goals as per the 2020-2030 strategic plan. That was your news. Now on to the big interview with Bobby Fiala of the Emirates Softball League. Bobby Fiala, thank you so much for joining us on the UAE Sport Podcast. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Uh, thanks for having me. Not at all, not at all. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, certainly. Uh, my name is Bobby Fiala. Uh, my brother and I, Tommy Fiala, we uh, are the co-founders of the Emirates Softball League. Um, we grew up in the United States of America. Uh, Tommy's been out here now. I believe he's going on 13 years. Um, I'm going on uh, year nine. Um, but yeah, he's in the construction. I work in the sports industry with the uh, Emirates Golf Federation. He's, um, he's the health and safety manager out at Abu Dhabi Airport. Um, so he's, he's awfully busy right now with everything that's going on in the world. Um, and um, strange enough, I'm kind of busy, even though it's summer in the UAE and it's hot. Uh, people are loving golf. Uh, and that's uh, a little bit due to the pandemic and just the way that, um, you know, the industry is going. But, yeah, we've been here now um, for, for quite a while. Um, got some close friends from all different parts of the world. Um, Tommy started with the Dubai Softball League, um, you know, going back 10 years ago. Um, and now um, we kind of fell into a situation where uh, we were practicing one day at a community park over at Arabian Ranches. Um, we posted a photo on our social media and then um you know just basically our our friends contacted us and said hey you know when and where are you guys practicing and we told them it's just something small friday mornings um just playing catch um and then uh following that about uh three weeks later we showed up to the park and there was about 40 cars there 
So it kind of got out of hand uh, fairly quickly. And uh, actually the uh, security and the cops were called. Um, they were asking what we were doing there. Uh, we just told them we, you know, we were playing sport. Um, and then um, kind of just kind of unfolded from there through my connections with um, the physical education programs and the schools um, with, you know, the, the federation that I work for. Um, we started renting out, um, you know, pitches at, at, at schools. And then from there also, um, I do a lot of volunteer and uh, coaching umpiring playing with the Dubai Little League um, over at Alcuz Pond Park. And I kind of just approached them and said, listen, you know, let's, um, let's, you know, instead of us paying rent at other facilities and schools, let's, let's pay rent at, you know, the ball fields and let us use the ball fields. And then obviously, you know, both nonprofit organizations, everything's going to go back to the development of, you know, our league, their league, um, kids development, youth development, sports um, in general. So that's kind of how it all started. And then now here we are four years later, um, up and running. Uh, we started with 10, 10 guys max playing catch at Arabian Ranches to 15 teams, uh, three different leagues, um, over over uh, 175 players. Um, yeah, it kind of just blew up, um, and it's, it's it's been a great journey. Did you say 15 leagues? 15 teams. So 15 teams. Um, have, yeah, 15 teams across three different leagues. Um, we have a competitive league um, that plays on Monday nights, which is obviously more competitive. Um, both males and females are, are uh, invited to, to play. We've actually had a handful of ladies that competed uh, in that league. And then we also have on Thursday nights, a mixed A league and a mixed B league. Um, and that is basically co-ed teams um, that are competing against uh, each other. Uh, the mixed B league is for the beginners. So um, literally we have people that are um, picking up a, a glove and, and a bat for the first time and they come out, participate. Um, it's just a great way to bring the community together, to meet new people, to uh, have a bit of exercise, and also uh, provide a little bit of networking uh, on and off the field, so. Sounds great, sounds great. Um, where are you from in the United States? Uh, so uh, we, we were both born in Chicago, um, and we grew up in South Florida. So Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, that area. Um, that's where we're from. And um, so if you're born in Chicago, um, are you a Red Sox? Is that Red Sox? Are Red Sox Chicago? Chicago Cubs. Ah, and then, and then so they, also have, they also have the White Sox too in okay. the National League. So, so you, got the, you, got, you got the Sox right. But um, yeah, um, Tommy's a big Chicago Cubs fan. Um, I'm a Cubs and Marlins fan growing up in South Florida. Um, uh, I was actually you know, lucky enough to um, attend their very first um, game um, at, at the new season. So their inaugural season, inaugural game. So I kind of grew up uh, watching uh, the Marlins play and uh, Tommy's a homer with, with the Chicago Cubs. So, yeah. For the people that don't actually under, like, know the difference, like they've seen baseball on the television, um, what is the difference? What are the main differences between uh, baseball and softball? Yeah, so um, the general game itself is, is pretty much the same. Um, but when it comes to the actual pitching of the ball and hitting the ball, it's a lot easier. Um, so in baseball, you have a, a pitcher that throws overhand and is throwing fairly hard. In softball, um, it's a pitcher that throws underhand and it, it creates an arc and it's very slow. So it's easier to hit. And then when it comes to hitting, um, using a, a bigger bat, um, an aluminum bat, and you're also hitting a bigger ball. So um, basically, you know, 
the way I kind of like it, 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 it's it's an old man washed up athlete sport, giving uh giving the the older generation um, and you know the, the once has been athletes the opportunity to uh, still go out um, and, and play a little bit of ball uh, again. You know, exercise, meeting people, um, it, it's all part of uh, you know being out there and playing together. Hey, um, how does playing softball in the UAE um, work, especially at this time of the year, because it's very hot? Yeah, so um, we, util we utilize nighttime um, and playing um, pretty much as late as we can. Um, we have, right now, we have a summer scramble that is going on. Um, it's going to be ending in the, in the second week of July. But basically what we did is, is we contacted all of the captains and all of the teams and we said, we know it's summer. We know people are going to be traveling or they want to take a break. Um, we know it's hot out. But what we're going to do is we kind of just threw everybody into a hat and we had like a hat draw or a hat season created so that, again, we're mixing up the teams, we're mixing up the players, mixing up the captains, and it's allowing everybody to, um, to kind of meet each other. Um, and also it's allowing for the, um, you know, the beginners or the A-League players to play with the B-League players. Um, and it's creating that, that scramble or that mix of levels, competition, um, and then, you know, creating friendships you know i'm playing on on a team where you know i knew people because they're in our league but i'm now i'm getting to know them more and now we're becoming friends we got whatsapp groups and you know hey let's go out for a drink after the game things like that so it, it's it's creating a bit of, of a friendship and and, and a uh, a community atmosphere what kind of mix of uh nationalities do you have playing so we do have um a good amount of americans canadians westerners um a good amount of europeans um uh, before the pandemic happened, we actually had a, a strong community um, of Filipinos. Filipinos, they love their baseball, their softball, and their basketball. Um, we got a fair amount of, um, I would say, um, Asian uh, descent. So, um, you know, Japanese, Koreans, Chinese um, that, are, that are starting to take notice and play. Um, but yeah, I would say it's, it's mainly Westerners, um, but we still have a lot of, a lot of uh, Brits and, and, and UK-based uh, uh, players as well. Sounds good. Do you have any uh, partnerships that have been born from, like, like, have you partnered up with anybody? Yeah, so as of right now, um, obviously, we're just a, a nonprofit organization. Um, everything that we kind of make, you know, from, you know, the the renting of the field and the, the player fees, we give it back. Um, we actually just built a 30-foot um, by, I think, it's 150 yards net at, at the facility there that um, is providing um, the mixed A-League a little bit more of a competition and uh, it kind of just extends the field. Um, but I would say our biggest partnership is with the Dubai Little League. Um, it, by, by us falling underneath their, their little branch and, and their wing, um, by allowing us to, to use the fields, um, opening that, that door to uh, allowing adults to use the facility, um, I think not only is our biggest partnership, but it's also benefiting them because they're seeing the facilities being used more. And then also when it comes back to the Little League, um, you know, the way kids are, you know, if they see mom or dad out there playing sport, then they're going to want to give it a try as well. So it, it's kind of a feeder into both, you know. Um, but yeah, it, um, as far as, as partners and sponsors, we don't have anybody um, on board right now. We've had a little bit of, of community sport. We've had Chris Fade and Brent Black come out and give it a go just so that they can give it a try. Um, but yeah, our biggest partners right now is, is, is Dubai Little League. 
everybody that's playing in the Dubai Little League, is there the the chance that they might want to take this on further, like and going if there's like a really special child that plays in your little league, could they be approached and like be sent over to the United States, maybe take baseball a bit seriously yeah, or absolutely. So we've actually had um when I say we, I mean, you know, Dubai Little League, um, they had, I believe, three um, seniors that graduated high school this year that are going to be going on to either the States or in Canada to pursue playing baseball. Um, wow. And I think since I've been with the Dubai Little League and helping out there, I think that there's been about a total of eight kids that have done that. Um, so it, it, it's, it's quite interesting. I mean, the, the Dubai Little League, they have probably about 500 players but at that level and at that age of 16, 17, 18, they only have a handful. So these kids, they got to work extremely hard, one, to you know, be in shape and develop the, the, the talents and the fundamentals in order to make it to uh, collegiate uh, baseball, but also um, just to get recognized. You know, being that we're in Dubai and kind of um, a different part of the world from where major baseball is being played, such as you know, China or um, the states, um, it's hard for people to get recognized there. So, so fathers and coaches are out there sending, you know, videos and, and tapes of their kids' swings or pitching motion, um, things like that. But, um, you know, one good thing that the Little League does is, is, you know, through their connections and their partnerships, they work closely with the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So um, they have a bit of a relationship there where there's, you know, some help and funding and, and, um, and finance and things like that, but also just the connection between you know, Dubai and Los Angeles and the Dodgers. Um, I know that they've had players come out and give clinics um, and, some, and some camps during the winter while the players are in their off season. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that Dubai and the UAE can be a, a place of destination for, you know, those players that are trying to train to make it to the next level and for even the professional side of, you know, baseball, be it um, they are they in the farm league or, even if they are, you know, in the show, um, as they like to call it, um, because, you know, Dubai is unique in that way where, you know, back in the States and, and during their off season, Dubai is great for training. Um, you see it in other parts of, the, uh, of, you know, the sports industry, be it, you know, football or cricket or rugby athletes just flock to Dubai or the UAE to train, especially during October, November, December, January, when it's cold and snowy in other parts of the world, it's beautiful here. So, mm. you know, Dubai is just a sports destination or in general. And, you know, we have the facilities and the weather for, for baseball to be another part of, uh, part of that community. Sounds good. I have to ask you about the pandemic and how the pandemic has affected the Emirates Softball League. Um, what was it like before compared to how it is now? Yeah, um, I think, you know, we stopped playing for three months. Um, you know, we're actually kind of, um, you know, you know it, softball and baseball, it, it's, a, it's a very low contact sport. It's outdoors. The, the positions are kind of spaced out. So social distancing is kind of automatic. The biggest, I guess, hurdle was when the teams came off the fields and they went into their own separate dugouts. But we very quickly spaced that out made it comfortable for everybody but it, it, you know it, it's a low contact sport the biggest touching point is the ball and we made sure that you know balls were sanitized and 
you know, players were, you know, washing their hands or desanitizing their hands, you know, in between innings and things like that. Um, we, we stopped playing for three months. We picked up the season. Um, it was, I think, I want to say it was like mid-June. So it was very hot. <laughs> we called it the pandemic season. Um, we finished the, the spring season. We only had um, three teams that dropped out. And that was mainly because um, one, some of the players weren't comfortable with going out yet and, and you know, socializing. And the other one was work. So we had a good amount of players that got laid off and then they were focusing on, you know, family, getting their lives together, things like that. Um, but, but yeah, for the most part during the pandemic and then when we were allowed to play again, they, everybody that was, you know, playing and coming out every week, they used it as a bit of an escape because, you know, they were either locked up in their house or they, you know, couldn't go other places, but they can go to the ball field and, you know, play catch and, and, and play a little bit of ball and get some exercise and, and things like that. So, yeah, it was, it, it, it affected us, but not, not like other um, sports or industries as well. Should have probably asked this right off, uh, off the bat at the beginning of the, the interview, but um, do each team play each other once, twice or three times? How does, how does the actual breakdown of the league work? Yeah. So um, work? the way we set it up um, in a five, team league and that's where we're at right now so in each league there's five teams um each team will play each other three times um and then after the regular season we go into a playoffs and the playoffs is basically a double elimination tournament bracket style um and we play that um over uh either over one weekend or over three weeks um the regular season is 10 weeks and then we have another three weeks of playoffs so we say, you know, it's 13 weeks of ball um, and you're going to play at least um, anywhere between 13 to, you know, 16, uh, 17 games. So um, it, it's quite long. It's quite lengthy, but it also, you know, gives the teams to kind of gel together and then also the players to develop. I mean, you can see the difference between especially a beginner that started week one to, you know, week 10 at the end of the season to week 13 at the end of the playoffs. They they've completely changed and developed their game. So it, that, that's really nice to see. Uh, tell us, how can people get involved with the Emirates Softball League? Yeah, so right now, um, everything that we do is on our social media, um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're very basic, nonprofit. We don't, uh, we, we're not spending, you know, big monies and, and our, our fees are very reasonable. You know, we try to make them as, as low as possible, anywhere between, you know, 50 to 70 dirhams a game. Um, and you know, that's for, you know, 13 weeks. So, um, right now everything's through Facebook and, and Instagram, um, just find us on, on our social media, uh, Emirates softball league. We are in talks with the Dubai little league to possibly, um, link into their website. Um, so if there's anybody that's interested, that's out there that also has a kid that wants to participate in uh, little league baseball or, or softball. Um, because they're, it's both for, for boys and for girls. Um, if, if they're interested, just look up the Dubai Little League um, on Google and, and go to their website and all of the information is there. But for adult slow pitch softball, um, just find us on social media at uh, Emirates Softball League. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us at the UE Sport Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, thanks for having us. Not at all, not at all. Uh, perfect. We'll get you, I'm sure, like, we, we'll get a, an update on uh, how things are going for you very soon. Yeah, no All problem. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers.
Thanks once again to Bobby for the brilliant chat, really enjoyed it. Now, let's take a look at what's on around the Emirates this weekend. First of all, the NVBA Badminton Championship will take place on the 24th of June at Alcacis Industrial Area in Dubai. The Emirates Strongest event will take place on the 25th of June down at Strong Jimmy HQ Alcuz in Dubai. We also have a Muay Thai night on the 25th of June that will take place at Festival Arena at Dubai Festival. Also on the 25th of June, down at Mall of the Emirates, we have a freestyle ski and snowboard event taking place. If you have any events that you want to plug, you can do so by getting in touch with us at uesportpodcast at gmail.com. And just like that, episode 12 of the UEE Sport Podcast is drawing to an end. Thanks once again, everyone, for liking, rating and subscribing to the podcast. It means an awful lot and we look forward to seeing you next week.